Welcome to another edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie and DeadSoxie.com. I'm Neil McCready. Zach Barry is with me here as well. We will, uh, not a whole lot of news. It's going to be a fairly short podcast. It's my fault, not Zach's. Zach has all the time in the world. Today, I don't. I've got to get to a, uh, a basketball media opportunity so that uh, you can hear from Kermit Davis and Brian Tyree about a basketball season that starts in November. Uh, excuse me, I mean about basketball season. Um, so we're going to get to that in a little bit. I'll get to Zach in just a moment. First, let me tell you about Dead Soxie. Zach probably got his first taste of Dead Soxie here recently. I know they sent him some goodies, so I'll get his thoughts on Dead Soxie in a minute before we start talking about recruiting. Hot weather's here. With it comes the inevitable debate of sock or no sock with your loafers. Save your feet, save your shoes for making their own impression, and step into summer with some no-shows from Dead Soxie. You really need to experience the difference a quality sock makes. They're awesome. I wear them all the time. They're nice and cool. You uh, can wear your dress shoes but not feel like you're wearing a swamp inside your foot. They keep your foot dry and cool, and they let you wear a little more fashionable uh, sock with your uh, short, I mean, it's not shocks, shoe, shoe with your uh, shorts or with your uh, dress pants, whatever the case may be. You can experience it by going to deadsoxy.com. Enter the code REBELGROVE at checkout. You'll get 30% off all orders, including sale items and including the no-shows that are the same quality you already love and enjoy with Dead Soxy's traditional dress sock. And they come with the no-slip guarantee. So go to deadsoxy.com. Check out the no-show collection. Remember to enter promo code REBELGROVE at checkout for 30% off all orders. Zach, how are you? Neil, I'm doing well. I uh, Yes, I, I have gotten my first, uh, I guess, my, my introduction to Dead Soxy. Um, talked with Michael last week, and um, I, I have to say, and I know that this is not any sort of product placement or buttering them up but man i i am a lover of no-show socks that is all i wear primarily and those things are phenomenal especially with being in the spring summer wearing loafers not going to wear long socks it's way too hot for that yep um but yeah i absolutely fantastic i'm probably gonna have to just start bugging michael to just send me more no-shows because they're awesome um did get a nice couple pair of the longer socks that I'll I'll keep in my in my drawer and bust them out when the weather gets cold, but um yeah absolutely can't recommend them enough. It is um and you said hot weather, but knock on wood, it has been phenomenal. This is not going to last. I mean en- oh it's enjoy it's such a it. cool joke. Enjoy it while it lasts, but I'm telling you you can book this. August the 31st in Memphis, it will be hotter than the oh. surface of the sun. Yes. We, yeah, we, we, it is literally going, we, we need to just start calling it the Sun Bowl because it is literally going to be on the face of the sun. Yeah, days it like is. today are just, these are just tease days. 81 degrees and perfectly, a nice little breeze, no real humidity. Nah. It's amazing. Not, not going to last. It, it, it was weird. It was, um, I got a taste of this in Chicago on, on Saturday. We were at the Padres-Cubs game. Game started at 120. No exaggeration, heat index was 107 when the game started. And it was so hot. It was so hot. It was so hot. And a front blew through Chicago. The wind was blowing straight out. And then in the middle of the seventh inning, the wind shifted, blowing straight in, I guess, off the lake. And it 
dropped into the 70s in a minute. It did 30 degrees in a minute. It was unbelievable. So That's uh, wild. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, I've always heard about Chicago weather and doing that, and I'm up there a lot. And That was only the second or third time that I've experienced something like that where it just the temperatures just plummeted. It was I've never – it's never been more welcome. Literally, everyone gave the weather almost a standing ovation. Because it, it, <laughs> by the seventh inning of that heat, I was toast, man. I mean, I, I was, I'd already told Carson, I was like, hey, we're just going to order in tonight, right? I mean, we're just going to chill in the room because I was drained. And, uh, you know, he's 12 with no an energy reservoir that is just unending. <laughs> and uh, he was like, oh, yeah, that, that'll be okay, Dad. I mean, that's, that's okay. And I thought, thank God, because – and then that weather cooled off. And by the time we got out of that stadium and just beat the rain, I was cold. So it was bizarre. But anyway, it's kind of like that here. It's, it's, this is just tease stuff. August and September are going to be just like every other August and September in this part of the country. And when those first few games roll around, it's going to be a scorcher. Oh, with, without a doubt, it will be absolutely just awful. It will. Ugh. Before, uh, before we get started, we're going to talk about Saturday's recruiting. Let me tell you, I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for my friend Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. You can let it be a baseline for you moving forward, or you can do what I've done three times now, and that's get yourself into a Clark Ford. You'll love it. You'll love the product. You'll love the service. Uh, They take great care of you long after you have made your purchase there at Clark Ford. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. Find out what that means by uh, giving him a call, 662-257-1900. So as we've been telling you guys, uh, recruiting was going to die in July for a while because it was a total dead period, and it basically did. The uh, dead period is no longer. It's now a live period for a little while. And Ole Miss and most every other big-time college football program is having some sort of a uh, invitation-only event this weekend. Everybody's doing this now. It's become commonplace. Um, Alabama calls it the cookout, so a lot of other people call it the cookout uh, or a barbecue or a whatnot. Ole Miss is having an event on Saturday. It is not a cookout. They're not going to do a big grilling thingy. I, I can tell you that. I'm not at liberty to say what they have planned. I've been told what they have planned, and it sounds like if I were a 17-year-old kid, it would be a lot of fun, frankly, more fun than a cookout for those people who are concerned that Ole Miss isn't feeding the kids. The kids will get fed. They will have food to eat. They'll be okay. They're going to get through the day. They're going to get to eat. But the day's not going to be built around the food. So... I know I've gotten a lot of questions with what are they doing. I'm not really at liberty to say because I haven't been told on the record. But I do know what they're doing, and it's cool, and the kids are going to have a good time uh, in the same way that they'll have a good time at other places where they're having a cookout. It's all good. Uh, Ole Miss is doing something kind of different, kind of fun. They did it last year. It was pretty effective. They're doing it again this year with a couple of new ideas, and I think the kids will have a good time. We'll obviously get a chance to talk to them some after uh, after they make the – the, the trip, um, I'll check in with a few guys on Saturday morning as they get there and bring that to you at rebelgrove.com. But 
I wrote this yesterday, Zach. You know, and these lists change a little bit, and this one will change a little bit because some kids will come who they didn't think would come, and some kids who they thought would come, things will happen and they won't come because that's how this works. But it's mostly kids who are currently committed to them. It's all of their commitments with the exception of Luke Shiles and Robert Scott, Demarcus Thomas and Chris Drain. All of those guys have prior commitments. And Robbie Ashford has a baseball thing that may or may not impede him from getting to Oxford. He's hoping to get to Oxford. He's going to try to get to Oxford, but there's a chance that his baseball commitment there in Alabama will prevent him from getting to Oxford. All the other commitments are expected in. Yeah, I the thing uh, first thing, Robbie Ashford not coming should not alarm anybody. Um he's got prior commitments, but also quarterbacks rarely change their mind. I don't think he's going to be changing his mind. But yeah, um to my knowledge, none of the other four, it's anything to worry about either. It's stuff no, that, it's yeah. stuff that has to do with their high school programs or things they had already committed to and they just can't make the trip and you know, for DeMarcus Thomas and Chris Drain, Mobile to here, trust me, I've done it is <laughs> it's a solid six-hour drive if you stop once. And yeah. so that's six hours here and six hours back, and, and they just have stuff going on, and right. so they, they, they just can't make it. They've got some stuff going on down there, and it's nothing to be read into at all. Yeah, Con- in Conway, Arkansas to Oxford, it's not, a, not just a quick trip down the road. But, yeah, I mean, it'll be good to uh, get, I think, a lot of staffs like the idea of getting current commitments around potential targets. Um, it's always just kind of a, a, I don't want to say breeding ground. I'm trying to think of a better term for it, but just a, a good conversation starter just to get guys that are committed to your program around others that are thinking about committing to your program. They're going to inevitably talk about, Hey, you want to come play with me? You want to come play here at Ole Miss? Um, so some, Targets that are coming or, I guess, slated to come. Um, you mentioned um, Jabari Small, Ja Marion Latham, another Alabama kid, uh, and then Emmanuel Forbes from Grenada, the Mississippi State commit. That's one that I know that they're pretty high on as a, uh, as a defensive back. Um, big 6'2", 185 type kid. Um, I think 165, sorry. Um, but, yeah, the it's that's the idea i think of having these type of events you know whether it's a cookout or going to the lake or just hanging out at at the manning center it's just surrounding targets with commitments to get them to have those types of conversations and um yeah it's i think they're trying to keep it somewhat small to where some don't get lost in the shuffle don't get to talk to everyone but um yeah nevertheless great idea um to bring in these these targets and to uh, get them in one last time before uh, fall camp rolls around. So let's talk about a few of these guys uh, that are coming in. You, you mentioned Jabari Small. I think both of us, if we were asked to predict who's the next commitment, we would we would pick him as the next commitment. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I was hearing earlier in the summer that Saturday was the day that he was planning to announce his commitment. I know that he has since then – kind of announced for a, a date in August as the day that he commits. Um, I don't necessarily think it means anything one way or the other. Your opinion, Ole Miss still the, the prohibitive leader there? I think so. I think it's it's been kind of known for a while that that's where he's been leaning. Uh, for him, I, I, a lot of the 
stuff that happened before it kind of got to the point where we're at now was the logistics of traveling. And he, I, I know that he was wanting both of his parents to go, both of his parents to meet the entire staff and that sort of thing. So for him, and you got to remember, you know, these are 17 year old kids. They've got other stuff going on. They've got social lives. They've got football commitments. Um, so a lot of them either don't like to deal with the recruiting stuff or they're just not into it. Uh, for him, I, I'm sure he's wanting to get it over with before his senior season starts. So whether that's this weekend or whether that's later in August, um, that's kind of what a lot of these kids like to do nowadays, in my opinion. The ones that don't like the fanfare and the, you know, as people like to call it, enjoying the process, they like to make a commitment get it out of the way, and then they can focus on their senior season. But, yeah, Jabari Small, it definitely, if I'm if I'm betting, um, and, and I'll maybe push it a little further here, if he makes it in town this weekend, I would not be surprised if he went ahead and got a little antsy and, and made the call. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. And if you told me that someone beat him to the punch of being the next commitment, and, by the way, nobody's racing in that competition. It just is what it is. <laughs> um, I'd bet on Emmanuel Forbes. Been a lot of increasing buzz, and uh, Ole Miss has made a really strong uh, move on him. He's coming to Oxford. Uh, They've made him a priority. That feels like it has a certain degree of inevitability to it. Yeah. um, Insert Grenada High School joke here. A couple years late getting a Grenada kid. But, uh, yeah, (laughs) Emmanuel's – a long athletic guy, really fast. I know um, I've seen some people on the board referencing DeAndre Prince type vibes they're getting from him. Six uh, two guy, really athletic, can really run. Um, yeah, one sixty four right now, a little light, but they're always going to be able to get in the weight room and 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 add some pounds to him. But yeah, he's super athletic guy, and yeah, I mean State has you know got his commitment early. I believe it was. A long time ago, I believe it was back in, yeah, back in February. So he's been committed for a while, um, but got an offer from Tennessee. Nebraska's offered him, and uh, Ole Miss has really been pretty vigilant and being consistent in in contact and staying with him, talking with his family. So, yeah, he's he's a guy that yeah, if 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 he committed before Jabari Small, um, now with just kind of the late push that Ole Miss is really making to to get him into this class I would not be surprised but um in my opinion maybe uh if he camped a little more his might be a little bit higher than a 5.5 three star but nevertheless I mean this this staff seems to really like him and his skill set so um just another uh, Neil we talked about it a couple episodes ago just another long athletic cornerback they can add to this uh class yeah long guys who can run it's, yeah, that, that's what you need in this league. That's what you have to have in this league because you go against receivers in this league at all 14 schools, man. They, it's like they grow on trees. and Oh, they really don't But because we're, we're going to get to one of those guys in a minute. But everybody has these tall, athletic, uh, fast receivers who can hurt you downfield, who can hurt you with uh, yards after catch. And if you keep putting these little – Nothing against the five eight five nine corner, but you, those guys can't win the battles. And finding that five ten corner who is as physical as Sinquez Golson is is harder than than you think. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, a lot of times, you know, and and 
the receiver's super athletic too. So you've got to match that athleticism with athleticism, and you've got to match that size with size. And so, you know, you, you got to have those 6'1", 6'2", 6'3", DBs that can jump, that can run, that can compete in the air for a, what is equi- the equivalent of a jump ball. And that's what this staff's going after. This staff l- is looking for height across the board, height and length. Yeah, if there's a tree that uh, grows uh, Tyron Matthews out there, we uh, probably need to <laughs> tell uh, Mr. Siski and the rest of the staff. Yeah, but, I think they would be yeah, hanging under that tree. <laughs> yeah, there's only so much you can do. I mean, it, I always like to say physics takes over at some point. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that's that's a guy that I, I know that, and and you you know as well as I know, the staff is super high on, on Mr. Forbes, but I think – the segue that you were alluding to with uh, big-time receivers, um, I'm assuming you're talking about uh, Mr. Harmon from, from Kosciuszko? That would be the one. Um, let's He's look, not small. We'll get to him now. Let's not forget to get to Jamarian Latham. Uh, uh, Antonio Harmon, uh, how do I do this? Uh, there are people around the program who will tell you that's the best player in the state next year. Oh, there are people, not all people, but there are people around the program who will tell you that's the best player in the state next year. Rankings mm-hmm. be damned, all of it, that he's the impactful guy. There are, and, and that's saying something next year because there are, I don't know, four, maybe five legitimate D1 high impact SEC type wide receivers in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Harmon is special. I know Ole Miss covets him. I know that uh, Ole Miss is thrilled that he is coming to the uh, event on Saturday. He's a guy that uh, is a super high priority for the 21 class. Yeah, I mean, he if it, it's hard to really make a comparison to DK Metcalf, but, I mean, this dude – looks a lot like DK. I mean, he is 6'3", every bit of 188, 200, you know, close to 200 pounds. Um, I will say he, he is maybe hampered a little bit just with what he can do for Kosciuszko because they run kind of a wing T offense. They basically, <laughs> and the, the DK Metcalf jokes here write themselves as well. I mean, he basically runs like two routes. And that's really all he does for them because they don't really throw the ball that often. But so, are you telling me that is... North Carolina is going to be a threat here? Is that what you're? <laughs> is that what you're saying? That's right. <laughs> Chasing grass, baby. Um, yeah, I mean, he's. But yeah, he's just a just a freak. And um, you know, Jacob Peeler has has really made a habit of getting these big, strong, physical guys to Ole Miss. I mean, just just look at the room. I mean, you've got. Demarcus Gregory, you've got Miles Battle, you've got Jonathan Mingo, you know, the guys that were there last year with AJ and DK. I mean, he's done a phenomenal job of really making an effort to get that style of receiver. And then also doesn't hurt that uh, Coach Peeler is is from K-Town as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's probably going to uh, potentially – make a run at being the number one player in the state. And I would suspect that he'll be in the rivals 150 when that comes out for 2021. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's funny and we'll, we'll see when it comes to that cycle, but 
He's got interest from Alabama, from LSU. Um, neither one has offered him, and I don't know if that's possibly a sign that they may not even make a run at him, just mainly because they recruit nationally, but also the writing might might be on the wall that it's going to be an in-state battle with him. But, yeah, he's he's a monster. And then I wanted to talk about Jamarian Lathan. We, we've heard his name a lot. This is kind of an interesting deal. There's there's some of the some of the hallmarks for something happening are potentially happening. I know that publicly he said he's still very committed to Alabama and all of that. Of course. Uh, and he's invited to Alabama's cookout mm-hmm. call of duty thingy that they're having in Tuscaloosa. And I'm not making fun. Everybody does their own thing as well. Oh, they're not going to the lake? Uh no, that's what the uh that's what he does with the incoming freshmen. Okay, I got gotcha. you. They go. Oh, I did. I did see that Alabama somehow got their hands on the new Call of Duty that doesn't come out for like another four months or something. Well, as long as nobody sleeps on the couch, I'm okay. That's true. I I draw my line right there. No uh, rental cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> in in fairness, they probably should have taken those back at some point. But anyway, <laughs> um, that was more sloppiness than it was a. a recruiting I mean it wasn't even a recruiting benefit it was just a they kept a loaner car too long <laughs> anybody could have done that I mean, I, yeah I don't want to get down that road again it's just it it's it, it is what it is um there's been a lot of talk about Latham kind of keeping an eye on Ole Miss and Ole Miss certainly wanting to position itself in the event that something happened in Tuscaloosa if he comes to Oxford Saturday instead of Tuscaloosa and as of now, it's expected that he will, but now that could change. But if it if it does happen, I'm not saying that's indicative that a, a, a flip is occurring, but it is certainly indicative that a flip is getting more and more likely. Yeah. Well, we talked about Harmon being a monster, and Mr. Latham is no baby in his own right. I mean, he is 6'3", almost 300 pounds, moves really well. Um, I think he, he probably slides inside and plays D tackle at the next level. Um, I, he's probably would be better suited there just with his quickness and, and strength there, but he's yeah, kind of I mean, to interrupt you on that line. He's kind of what they're looking for though. A guy that, yeah, I agree with you. I think ultimately it's likely that he slides inside, but it's also likely that if he came to Ole Miss and played in the system that he would still maintain enough athleticism to contribute from the outside if necessary they're yeah. trying not to recruit look that you'd love to get one or two pure nose tackle t- kind of guys mm-hmm. but if you recruit six of those guys even if they're six five-star superstars but they can only play inside well now you have some roster dead weight even though it's really talented dead weight right you you're you're not going to play three of those guys because then you're not versatile. They want versatile guys so that people can slide out and still be able to play in. It's you know they're. It's why the the roster is going to go through a certain degree of awkwardness slash growing pain a little is because they are recruiting different kinds of players there. It is a different plan going from the defense that had no plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, to a three-four, where you you have a you have kind of set roles, and you want versatile people who can play different roles. You, it's it's. I watch a lot of major league baseball, so forgive me here. There, there's a 
there's a real move in baseball to get guys, you know, who can play second base but can also play left field, who can play first base but can also play right field, who can who can move around, who can give your roster versatility, and that's happening in in, in a lot of uh, college football as well. It's certainly what they're trying to do at Ole Miss is to get versatile guys on offense they're trying to find guys who not only can play running back but can get in the slot can can be a weapon from different spots on the field so that you're not just completely dependent on you know they don't want a guy that can only play guard for example they want tackles who can move down to play guard and could move down to play center so that you're building a versatile roster that can better absorb attrition and injuries Mm mm-hmm Another thing here, and and kind of going to another, I guess, area of of covering recruiting and talking about it. But I like to look at offers that kids have, and you know, there's there's no real way to know if it's a camp offer or if it's a legit offer. We, but I mean, I feel like this is legit. If you look at three offers here that 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 Latham has: Alabama, South Carolina, and Tennessee. That's three schools that really know how to recruit defensive linemen, and generate good defensive linemen put them in the nfl that right there jumps out to me and then we talked about the you know the 5.73 stars you got to have those guys and that's where latham is um but yeah if if he shows up this weekend i'm with you i think that that's a humongous sign in, in terms of where he's at with his recruitment at alabama um and i think that this is just another you know as much heat as he has taken over the past couple years freddie roach is doing just once again a great job of getting into that state. I mean, that state is, I mean, you're from there, is loaded with talent every single year. And they can't all go to Alabama or Auburn. And some of them think about going to Alabama, think about going to Auburn, and it's their job to change their mind and say, hey, you should come to Ole Miss. And um, and I know Derek Nix is is kind of in the mix here as well, being an Alabama guy, but um, just a another great job of putting an emphasis on on the Yellowhammer State and, and really going after some guys. But, yeah, if Latham shows up, um, you know, it's not, like you said, it's not a race. But uh, he might uh, he might get, you know, in a foot race with uh, Mr. Forbes in terms of who's going to be the first flip because they have really put on the heat with, uh, with his recruitment the last couple weeks. Yeah, so there's a lot to watch. I wouldn't be surprised if another couple of guys show up. Uh, Keith Ian Alexander's coming in. He's a 2022 kid. I'm not going to spend a lot of time there. He's He is really close with Jaquandis Burns. And um, by the way, that's one of my sort of sneaky picks to be an impactful player uh, this season is, is Burns. They, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, in his first year, they, they really like him. I know he's got another year of high school, but they, they really uh, – they really like him and think he's going to be immediately impactful when he gets to Oxford, uh, you know. And and there so there will be some, there'll probably not a surprise. That's not the right, right word. No mystery, no mystery recruit coming in or anything like that. But there <laughs> there might be some guys that show up that I don't know about. I, no one's giving me a complete list. And yeah, uh, I the one that I would throw out is Jab- with Jabari Small, with his coattails at his school. I'd say if Amari Thomas came, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, not saying you will, but and that maybe would be a really that would be a really strong sign. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And look, yeah, they I mean, want he's... to get Omari Thomas, they want to get McKinley Jackson, and they want to get Jamari and Latham. Someone asked me, is he a take? Yep, absolutely. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Absolute takes. You take impact defensive linemen. You always take them. You figure it out. It might mean that they, you know, pull off a slot receiver or something. 
somewhere else. They, they, they sometimes you borrow Peter to pay Paul a little bit and you figure it out mm-hmm. year after year. And, um, they, I can tell you that they have some, uh, you know, plans in place that are there that if certain guys came, they, they'd make room. And, um, I've had people ask me, is it a bad sign that Pegues isn't on this list? It's not. He's been to Ole Miss a ton. They've recruited him a lot. It still wouldn't surprise me if he ended up showing up. Um, I'm not going to spend well, a lot he of time. He can just hop on a bird scooter and come down the road. Yeah, it would not be difficult to get there. But if he doesn't come, is that a sign that Ole Miss is trailing for him? It's not. It's a sign that he went to check something else out. He's been to Ole Miss an awful lot. He'll continue to come to Ole Miss an awful lot. That is not – there is no indication that that recruiting is going to end anytime soon. So um, I just wouldn't read anything at all into that one way or the other. Any more than him coming on Saturday would be indicative that, yeah, it's definitely Ole Miss. It, 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 that, would be, that would be premature to think that as well. So he's one that – I wouldn't spend a lot of time worrying about one way or the other, at least not right now. Now, if we get to November and December, and, and it, that, that's a different deal. But right now, I wouldn't sweat that. No. Yeah, the, there's a couple. couple. I, I would say w- with the numbers, you know, they're probably focusing on seven, eight guys to round out this class. Um, and there's quite a few of them that are going to go down to signing day. So it's just – there's unfortunately, unless they commit, there's no real answer to give. They're just they're going to take their visits, they're going to enjoy the process, and they're going to make a decision uh, down the road. So that's that's kind of where you're at with guys like Pegues and McKinley Jackson. That's just how it's going to be unless they verbally commit, which the recruitment won't end there, but that's where it is. Yeah, I agree. Well, that's about a half hour of uh, recruiting. I'm sorry, we're going to cut it short there. Again, it's my fault. Blame me. You can go on the message board. You can send your uh, complaints to chase.parum at gmail.com, and uh, he'll get right back to you complaining about uh, the shortness of this soft verbal podcast. Again, our thanks to uh, Zach Barry for his time. Our thanks, again, to the people at Dead Soxy for sponsoring this podcast. It's deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y. Dot com enter promo code rebel grove at checkout you'll get 30 percent off all orders including the no shows that zach and i told you about a little while ago and uh sale items as well so load up your thing your uh your 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 box your uh, cart on the site and then uh hit promo code rebel grove and you'll get 30 percent of the price magically disappears because you listened to this here podcast zach thanks for the time bud Thanks, Neil. Have fun at the uh, cookout this weekend. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll save you a plate. Uh, all right, that's Zach. I'm Neil. Until next time, take care.